God. God is so good. Amen. It's good to be here to praise Him. And uh, you guys can go ahead and be seated. Well, thank you for that song, Brother Zach. Appreciate it. Thank you for your anointed singing. Amen. Blessed us here today. And just been a great service so far today. Hopefully we don't drop the ball here. <laughs> I do have a message. And um, hopefully it'll, it'll bless you. I know it's blessed me just uh, being able to go through it and uh, think about it through the week. Um, just one second here. I guess on that yellow pad, you don't have that problem. I'd, but if I use a yellow pad, I'd lose my place all the time anyway, so it wouldn't matter. I appreciate the message this morning, stewardship. I am looking forward to January. I'm going to go through the blessed life again. And I know my life has been blessed. God has blessed us. And God does bless givers. And I know um, I've been involved in church for... I started before I was born, okay? It's over 40 years, and, um, and, and God has blessed us. And I know when we went through that a few years ago, again, I don't remember if it was like three or four years ago, we went through that blessed life. It was, uh, it was a real blessing. So I'm looking forward to going through it again. And Pastor, if you weren't here uh, earlier, talked about in January going through um, a video series on Sunday morning, four weeks, I think it is. And uh, you will be blessed going through that. And uh, you don't want to miss it. Uh, it's a, he's a great speaker and all that. And he, he'll keep you, um, uh, I hate to say the word, but I'll use it anyway, uh, entertained while he's teaching you something. He's really good. And I really enjoyed uh, going through that. So I'm looking forward to going through it again. And that's, it's just going to bless you and bless the church. And I, I know since then, you know, you mentioned that the church have been blessed. It was a turning point. And I, I know I was blessed when I went through it. And I learned a lot. And so it, it's, it's always good to go through those uh, type of things because uh, what you learn and what you experience. And uh, it's just, you know, just being part of the kingdom of God. So it's just, it's just good stuff. Um, now, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes... I've struggled through the years of talents and gifts. I'm like, what in the world is my talent? You know, some talents are obvious. You know, you can sing or whatever. Those are a little more obvious than there's others that are hidden, and you got to discover them as you go. And so I've been working on that for 40 plus years, trying to figure out what it is. I'm like, surely there's got to be something. I finally figured it out. I I know some of you might not realize it, but I have, I think I have a real talent and a gift of coming up with names of churches. Yeah, I, Pastor and I, we kind of hit that off, so I came up with one. In case we ever wanted to change ours, we call it the Incredible Church. Right? Or maybe the Church of the Incredibles. Because I'm looking at a group of Incredibles out here. Right? Didn't the Bible say, it said, uh, be ye incredible, for I am incredible. Something like that. 
Well, you look up the word holy, it, you know, incredible is a lot like, incredible is kind of like holy, you know. Or it says, uh, you are a chosen generation and incredible people. Well, peculiar, you know, but peculiar, incredible is pretty close, right, to the same. I looked it up in my Bible dictionary, Wilson's Bible dictionary, and that's what it says. So the Church of Incredibles, the Church of Incredibles. Why don't you guys look at your neighbor there and say, my, you are incredible. Come on, tell somebody next to you, come on. Come on, Emma, don't shake your head no. Look over there. He's incredible. Look at your sister, brother, spouse. Just incredible. Amen. I like going to the Church of Incredibles, and that's, that's it. All right. Well, I'll probably get voted out on that one. <laughs> Zachary's thinking about it, though. He's thinking about it. All right, Church of Incredibles. We're part of the Church of Incredibles, and if you do have the Spirit of God living inside of you, you've got an incredible spirit. That makes you incredible. Right. Amen. Just have to believe it. Right? You're incredible because the Spirit lives inside of you it just that's just who you are okay you are a child of god you are an incredible creation of god amen he lives inside of you he loves you he cares for you and he's wanting to work and move in your life and you just gotta let let him let him do it amen there was uh this man i was reading this story this man he's walking through the forest and as he's walking through the forest he comes across this uh, eaglet, small eagle, baby eagle, right? Can't fly yet, you know, and he's just wandering on the ground, you know. He must have fell out of the tree or whatever. And there he was on the ground, and so the guy thought, oh, I'll just pick it up. I'm going to rescue this eagle, and he takes it home with him. And he lives on a farm, so he just, uh, uh, you know, gets his health back up, his strength back up, and just let him wander around with the chickens, and so here's this eagle among the chickens, and it's acting like a chicken. Right? He's sitting there, he's got his head down like a chicken, you know, kind of think, thinks he's a chicken. Well, this naturalist, he comes by, and he says, what in the world is that eagle doing down there with the chickens? He's the king of birds and all this. Well, he shouldn't be down there with the chickens. And the guy explained to him what happened, that he found him and, and kind of nursed him back to life again, but now he's just hanging out with chickens, and he doesn't fly. Well, the guy says, well, in his heart, he's still an eagle. He's not meant to be a chicken. So let's see if we can get him to fly. So he just lifts him up, you know, kind of holds him up. And next thing you know, the eagle's just back down with the chickens. You know, it doesn't take off. So he takes him up on top of the barn, and he holds him up, you know. A fly, eagle fly. But again, he just goes back down with the chickens. He's, he says, man, it, it's, it's got to be there somewhere. It's got to be inside that eagle. That it, it, it's an eagle. It's not meant to be with chickens. So he takes him up on a high mountain area there, and he lifts him up. You know, and the eagle's trying to do it. You know, and then finally the eagle looks up, and he takes off, and he soars, and he flies, and to this day he's still flying. You know, maybe maybe in nostalgia he might thinking about 
what it was like to be back with the chickens. He may even go back and visit his friends, the chickens. But no way is he ever going to be a chicken again because he was meant for higher things. Okay, as a church of the living God, sometimes we get out hanging out with some chickens, right? We get hanging out with some negativity and, and some people that do not believe in God and you think the world is doomed, you know, we don't have anything to live for, but we weren't meant to be with chickens. We weren't meant to have a chicken spirit or a chicken heart, okay, but we have a heart of an eagle, a heart that wants to soar, uh, a spirit inside of us that wants to go up higher and higher. We don't want to dwell down there with the chickens, okay? I'd much rather be with the eagles. And God is calling us up to a higher place. Truth Tabernacle is called up to be higher. Amen. Go up to some higher heights in the spirit. Amen. Because we're a group of people that wants to go higher. God has given us an incredible spirit. And we're called to go higher and higher and higher in the spirit. Oh, I'm looking forward to this next year. You know, this is just exciting of what's going to happen. I've been, you know, this year, I had a word for this year, and it was um, excellence. I was going to strive for some excellence or striving for excellence. And I'm wondering about this year, and I'm thinking it's not a true word, I guess, but it's a word. And I'm thinking it's 10x. I mean, I don't want to double, but I want to go 10 times. 10x. You know, God isn't about doubling. He's about soaring higher. Let's go 10x. Okay, make it happen. Make it happen. I don't know. That was just something that just came to me. But I'm thinking about that. You know, what, what's the plan for next year? And, and God, I have a feeling God has tremendous plans for two tabernacle here in Pontiac. God has great plans for you. Yeah, we'll meet our challenges, but we're going to overcome those challenges because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world because we are an incredible church because we've got an incredible God. Amen. And God is going to be here. You can count on that. Amen. Every Sunday when there's two or three in his name, God's presence is here. Amen. He's going to show up, and he's going to do great and marvelous things. Amen. He's going to do it. I believe it with all my heart. Because God's people, uh, he loves his church, and we are God's people, and he wants to do it. Amen. God wants to bless you today. Amen. He wants to bless your life every single day. He cares for you. He, he wants this blessing for you. God has not given up on you. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. He would always be with you all the ways to the end, and God is moving and God is working if we can just believe it. If we got that heart inside of us that says, hey, God, use me. Work inside of me. Amen. Amen. God, God loves us, and God's doing it. I was reading this about John Wesley. He had a, one of these experiences, you know, he was just kind of felt kind of bad, and he was just sitting there with the mully grubs. Anybody ever get the mully grubs? Okay, so he was just sitting there at the table in the morning, got the mully grubs. I don't like mully grubs. I hate when I get the mully grubs, and I try to get past the mully grubs as fast as I can, but sometimes those mully grubs just stick on for a while, you know what I mean? And, uh... His wife comes down, you know, and says, uh, kind of looks at him. And says, oh, my goodness, I don't want to be around this guy. So she goes back upstairs, and she gets her uh, 
black mourning clothes on. Okay, this is, we're going back a few centuries, you know, when you went to the funeral and everybody wore black. Uh, so she gets her black mourning clothes on. She comes down, and uh, John looks at her. He says, who died? She says, God did. He says, what? No, God can't die. He says, well, the way you're looking and acting, I thought he died. You know, think about it. Sometimes we're so... We, we get we're so wrapped up in life and the situations of life, and you think all is doomed, you know, and there is no hope. Whoa, woe is me, the stuff, and we forget that God is still on the throne. Amen. We forget who we are, right? We are incredible, right? We are the children of God. We have an incredible spirit inside of us. We have that heart, that heart inside of us. Call this, if you've got heartburn, get life amen if you got heartburn just get some life turn to a neighbor turn to your neighbor and just tell them get life get life I was reading about a couple of disciples we'll start reading here uh, Luke 24 uh, chapter, uh, chapter 24 Luke verse 13 Um, I don't read Spanish, guys. Uh, I guess I was going to look. I guess I got to read it from here. Okay. I guess it don't change back there. Now, behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. Now, let me give you a little framework. Let me give you a little backstory here, in case you're not familiar with this story. Uh, let's see what's happening, right? Let's, let's kind of briefly grab a picture of what's going on. Um, a few days earlier before this, maybe, maybe even up to seven days, five days earlier, there was this big commotion in the town of Jerusalem, and uh, a group of people, a very large group, an entourage of people that started coming through town, and there was a guy that was leading it, and he was riding a donkey. And this was Jesus, of course, he's on a donkey. Okay, when, when, when back in those days, when you came into a city, if you're riding a donkey, that means you're coming in peace. If you came in riding a horse, that possibly meant some war is going to happen so he comes in on a donkey i mean he's coming in the king is coming in with some peace and so this big uh uh group of people that that came all the way from jericho came up to jerusalem and now they're coming into town and they're waving palm branches or throwing their coats down in front of him and they're paving the way for what they're thinking is the messiah he's the king of kings you know he's coming in and um, so they're singing his praises. They're singing Hosanna. I mean, this is a big uproar in town. Okay, this, this is happening. Everybody knows what's going on. Uh, it's plastered all over social media. Everything is happening. Okay, everybody knows about it. And uh, eventually he comes into the temple, 
and he meets with the, the, the priests and the scribes, the Pharisees, which they don't like Jesus. They don't like what he's doing. So he has a lot of confrontation in front of the people. And eventually, we know the story of what happened. Uh, they, they accused Jesus of some lies and had him crucified. And, and now we're coming up on this story. This is three days later. This is after the resurrection. So there's a lot of stuff happening in the town of Jerusalem, and everybody knows what's going on. Okay, this is not kept in secret. It's not kept in silence. There's a lot of stuff happening. And now these guys are leaving Jerusalem uh, on the third day after uh, the crucifixion. So he, he died on a Friday, and then you got Saturday is the second day, Sunday's the third day. So this is the resurrection Sunday. It says, Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to the village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they talked together of all the things which happened, which I just talked about. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes was restrained, so they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad. Then one whose name was Caiaphas said, answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Have you not known these things which happened these days? So this, this is like you know, going to New York City on September 13th, 2001, and going in and saying, Hey, what's going on? You know, the whole world knows what's Everybody knows what happened on uh, September 11th, 2001. Okay, so this this kind of like that, right? Same kind of scenario. I mean, this is, this is really huge. It's really big of what's going on here. He says, man, are you the only one? What do you mean? What? <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about? And so, verse 19, and he said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed, and a word before God and all the people, and how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find the body they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive and certain of these who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said but him they did not see wow could you okay kind of put your Self in this place. Okay, here you are in Jerusalem, Israelite. You know, you have this hope that's been taught to you for many, many, many years since you were a child and way before that for centuries that there was going to be a Savior that was going to come, a Redeemer's coming. Someone's going to come. You keep hearing about it. You hear about it. You hear about it. And all of a sudden you got this man, 
Jesus who's performing these miracles. He's, he's teaching with great authority. And you start thinking, hey, maybe, maybe he's the one. You know, then he comes into Jerusalem on a donkey, you know, and all the crowds are singing hosannas to him. Maybe. I really think it is. He's a, definitely a prophet, a mighty prophet. There's something special about him. Maybe he's the one. Then all of a sudden, now he's dead. He's crucified, a gruesome death. You know, you see him die. You know, you see uh, the chief priests and all condemned him to death. He's the one that was supposed to save us for deliver us. And now all oh, the hope is gone and we're sad. We can't. Uh, we can't deal with this, you know. It's just, it's just now that life is really getting to us. And now this, uh, you know, you're just explaining what's going on. You guys, has anybody ever got life just got you down? You know, life has a way of doing that, right? Life has a way of knocking you down. Uh, life has a way of making you feel rotten, feel bad. Life has a way of thinking, hey, there's no more hope. I was hoping in this. I hope this situation would change everything. I hope this job would, would satisfy. Okay, I hope this uh, relationship with someone would satisfy. But then sometimes things just fall apart. The relationship out the jobs doesn't work out you know just life doesn't work out maybe I moved to a different place but you moved to a different place and that didn't work out you know the problems just follow you along and this is kind of the seems like the situation that they're in they were had all this hope and now all that hope is gone I'm just going to go on back to way things used to be I'm going back to my Emmaus so so they're on this road to Emmaus okay hearts broken hearts crushed and um and so they explain this to what they're thinking is a stranger which as we know it's it's jesus it's jesus and so they they don't recognize him right away okay obviously they think he's dead i mean he, he's these aren't the only ones you remember when he appeared to mary 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 thought he was the gardener you know, and all this happened to Mary, and it wasn't until Jesus did what that Mary recognized her. He said, Mary. I would imagine when he said Mary that nobody said Mary the way Jesus says Mary. Okay, when, 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 he, when, he, when he mentioned the name, her eyes lit up. Oh, no, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> it's him. You're alive, you know. Could you imagine this? You know, someone that's been dead, you watched him die, you put him in the tomb, you put him in the grave, you seal him, and now he's alive, you're well, and it's just astonishing, and you're overwhelmed. It is you. You know, you are the Messiah. You're the one who, who said was to come. It's you. You're my Savior, my God. And it's him, because he said Mary. But, but the others, they didn't believe either. Okay, they couldn't believe it. Even though the angels announced it, even though they hear all the stories about it, they just couldn't believe that he was still alive. And not only alive, he's there with them. He just had a hard time. He had a hard time accepting it. So verse 25. Then this man, which you're thinking a stranger, he says, then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, Ought not that Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? 
this was been written through your scriptures for, for years. You just didn't see it. You didn't understand it. Okay, he says, it's in your heart. See, it's a heart issue. They didn't understand because it wasn't in their heart. Okay, God came to change some things. Okay, he came to put his spirit to live inside of us. He came to put it in our hearts. Okay, he came to change our hearts, our minds. Okay, he came to do a work. He came to do a miracle. And so he says, you foolish ones, you're slow to heart to believe. Verse 27 says, and he started with the, with the prophets. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them all the scriptures pertaining to himself. You know, we fail to recognize um, Jesus is with us. You know, all of us can be on that road to Emmaus, just traveling through life. And we fail to notice who is with us. Okay, we get looking at our circumstances. Okay, everything is happening around us. We keep looking at all that. We keep looking at our failures. We keep looking at our fears. We keep looking just in life in general. And we'll fail to see Jesus in it. Just like it was with... Um, uh, Wesley, okay, when he, you know, he just had the mully grubs, you know, and his wife had to come down and, and tell him, you know, I'm mourning because God is dead. And he said, well, God isn't dead, then, then why are you so down then? You know, why do we let situations get us so down? And I've, I've, I'm, believe me, I've been there, okay? And if you're down, I'm not criticizing. It happens, all right? But then you got to get back up again and realize, hey, who is it that's with us? Who is really in control here? You know, most of the time, when I got the mully grubs and I got fears, none of those fears ever happen anyway. It's just all in my mind of what might happen. But God is wanting to change that. I want to recognize that Christ is with me. God, I don't want to be sitting there and not realize that the Spirit of God is with me. Brother Charles, I belong to him. He adopted me in his family. That's based on the truth. That's based on the word of God. It's not based on my feelings. It's not based on my emotions. It's not based on what's happening in the world. This is this absolute truth that I am a child of God, and you are a child of God. You're God's child. He bought you with a price. Okay, you belong to him. He's not giving up on you. He's not kicking you out of the house, okay? He, he wants you in there. He paid that price for you to be there, the ultimate price. And God loves you. That's a great revelation. If you don't realize that today, you got to realize that, that God loves you, okay? God cares for you. Um, God wants you to experience him in your life. Now, these two disciples, one was named Cleophas. What was the other one's name? I don't know. That might have even been his wife. I don't know, okay? But this is the only time he's ever mentioned in the Bible. Think about this, okay? They're, they're, they're disciples. They're not one of the 12 apostles, okay? They're the just a disciple, just a follower. But Christ took the time to come to them. I believe that shows us today. You don't have to be a super somebody for Christ to show up in your life. Christ loves you just for who you are. You don't have to have a big name. You don't have to have be anybody that the world would think special, but you're special in his sight, okay? You are a special people. You're a chosen generation. 
Amen. God thinks you're incredible, I believe. <laughs> and he loves you dearly. So this is what's happening. So they're going along. They're, they're talking about what all has happened, what their experience was. Okay, all this stuff is going on. And then Jesus expounds the scriptures to them. He explains in the prophets and Moses how Christ was going to come and suffer and rise again the third day. And it's like, it's the third day. <laughs> okay? And they're walking with him on the third day. You know, you're like, shouldn't a light bulb be going off by now, right? Uh, so here they are. They go on. They come to the village. They're at uh, Emmaus where they were going. And he indicated that uh, he would have gone further. That's verse 28. So, so they're walking. They're in the village. They're ready to go into their house. And so they take off, starting to go into their house. And Jesus is going to keep on going. He's indicating that he was going to go on further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. He went to stay with them. You know, Jesus doesn't barge in on you. He's not going to come in and just knock the door down, kick the door out, and let me in. But if you invite him in, he'll come. Amen. You know, it's pretty simple. Sometimes we make things complicated. God, just come in my heart today. It's that simple. This, this is a sincere heart. Okay, just a sincere heart. God, I want you in my life today. Okay, come into my life. God, I want you to be in my life every day. I want to experience you every day. It's just asking God to come in. It's as simple is that God is there at the door. Maybe you've seen that picture before where he's there at the door knocking on the door. But it's up to ups to turn the handle, open the door, and let him in. God, I want you in my life today. God, I don't understand everything about you. I don't understand the things of the Spirit. I don't understand what we talk about a lot of times. But understand this point is that only thing you have to do is ask, God, come inside today. Come into my heart. Come into my soul. Come into my life. God, I want you in my life today. Jesus indicated that he would have gone on, but they constrained him. Hey, come on in. You know, we like what you had to say. Come in. And so he comes in. Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sights. It's when he broke the bread. No, there's just, there's just some things that are triggers here. Mary was, when Jesus, you know, she thought he was the gardener, but when he said, Mary. He said, Mary. I imagine these disciples have been at meals with Jesus before, and he broke bread with them before. And, and I don't know what it was, how he broke it. Maybe it was how he prayed, how it was and everything. But when he did that, they're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's alive. <laughs> He's alive. You know, and, and uh, I couldn't imagine the excitement. I, I, you know, the shock. Yeah, it's like, you know, maybe they couldn't say anything because they were just in awe of this. But they recognized who he was. 
when he broke that bread, when he shared something with them. And it was so exciting and stuff. You know, this was towards the end of the day. He just walked seven miles to get to Emmaus. And all of a sudden, you're like, we got to get back to Jerusalem, you know. And I'm sure going the way back to Jerusalem was a whole lot quicker than the road they came down because they were so excited. Hey, he is alive. Now, let me tell you something, folks. When you get in this relationship with Jesus Christ, when he baptizes you with his spirit, and you're just like, oh, Oh, this is so great. It's like joy unspeakable and full of glory. You know, you're just like, I'm so excited because I have got spirit living inside of me because he came in. <sighs> See, I found, I found something. When you invite Christ in, he doesn't come by himself. You know, you ever invite somebody and then they bring a bunch of friends with them? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Christ brings a lot with him. Right? He says, yeah, I'll come into your house, but i got to bring something else with me. Right? I'm going to bring some joy with me. <laughs> joy is coming with me today. All right? Love is going to come with me today. Okay? I'm going to bring some peace into this house today. Okay, I'm going to bring some goodness in this house today. I'm going to bring some blessing in this house today. I'm going to bring some righteousness in this house today. I'm bringing some holiness in this house today. I'm bringing all the good stuff. Okay, we're, we're not going to eat cheap anymore here, right? Okay, we're not going to have fear living here. We're not going to have doubts living here. We're not going to have all the, that stuff, but we're going to have the good stuff living here today because Jesus is coming in the house. Okay, when you want Jesus to come, come on, Lord, come into my life, come into my heart, come into my soul today, he's saying, yes, I want to come in, but I'm bringing some friends. I'm bringing some joy in your life. Okay, I'm bringing some peace. I'm bringing some goodness in your life. You may be on this road to Emmaus, and you're thinking all is lost, all is done. There is no hope or anything else, but Jesus is wanting to step in and say, yes, I'm going to change things around. Amen. I'm going to put joy in there. I'm going to put hope back in there. Okay, there's going to be a change that takes place. Amen, because that's the Spirit of God moving inside of us. It's the Spirit of Christ moving inside of us, and it makes the difference, and it wants to make the difference every single day. I look at the stories of the disciples and the apostles, all the stuff that they did. You know, what kept them going? It was just something inside that just kept them moving forward, preaching the gospel, preaching the good news to whoever they would come in contact with because they were so thrilled to know who Jesus is. Jesus makes the difference. Amen. Amen. He makes the difference. Verse 32, And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn? within us while we talked with us on the road and while he opened up the scripture to us. Wasn't our heart just burning? No, there was something there. Made, you know, he's explaining all this stuff, but it was still, you know, you believe it's to be true, but it's, it's just hard sometimes. So you make that step. Okay, you make that, ah, I, want, I want him in. I want him in my life. I know where you're at today. Hopefully you've, Ask Jesus to come into your life and your soul today. If you haven't, it's not hard. Just ask him to come in. Lord, I, again, I may not understand it all. I don't understand it all, but I, just, I, I, I believe what he's saying today. I believe what the preacher is saying today. I believe what the word is saying today. More important, you're believing what the word is saying today. God wants to have fellowship with each and every one of us. We don't have to be down in mully grubs. But we can look up. Amen. We don't have to be chickens, right? We can have that heart of an eagle. 
We can soar higher and higher and higher. Amen. We don't have to let the world get us down. We don't have to let situations get us down. We can rise above it because we have that spirit of God living inside of us. It makes the difference. You don't have joy in your life. You can have joy in your life. I believe God has blessed each and every one of us with joy. It's just we got to choose the joy. Okay, I believe he's blessed us with peace, but we got to choose the peace. We got to let go of the other stuff, and we got to grab hold of what God wants for each and every one of us. Okay, he is the risen Savior. He does make the difference. And we can expect God to show up. I believe that with all my heart. I believe that he is with us. He is with his children. When we are gathered in his name, uh, he is with us. I, I, I believe he's with us when we're at home. He's with us when we're on the job. The Spirit said that he, he would never leave us nor forsake us. He is with us. He is with us no matter what you're going through, no matter what uh, you are facing, God is with you. And you can expect God to show up. Amen. You can expect him to be there. And uh, I'm so thankful that we can, we can expect that. Now, the thing is, what happens that we get super busy or we just let things interfere and we don't make time for him. Okay, we just, we just, sometimes we'll just let him walk on. You know, Brother Charles, sometimes we can hear that knock, you know, maybe it's very faint knock. But uh, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, got to do that. Got to make sure I get my Netflix time in, you know. I don't have time for God, got to watch Netflix. Okay, got to watch Amazon Prime. Okay, I got to I got to do this. Anyway, and we don't make that time a special time. You know, it's very it's very great to do the, just have some time where it's just you and God. Cut out all the other noise. Just you and God get alone. And you know just practice this. God, I want to be in your presence. Just a simple prayer. God, I long to be in your presence. God, life is getting me down. I'm, I'm too wrapped up in life. God, I want to look to you. I just want to be in your presence. God, I want to enjoy this moment I have with you. God, I long for you. And, uh, you know, God to show up. I just expect him to show up. Expect him to show up. I mean, he wants to. You don't have to beg him to. I mean, he's looking forward to it. He loves to spend time with his children. He's not too busy. I mean, he's not wondering what's going to be happening. He'll, he'll take that time just to be with you because you're special. God wants that relationship with each and every one of us. Okay, but again, he's a gentleman. He's not kicking the door down. He, he, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll go out of his way. He'll go on that road with you. And he's wanting to reveal himself to you. Okay, he's wanting to get it out. He's wanting, to, he's wanting to break that bread. You know, he's wanting to sit down and just have some dinner with you, right? He, want, he wants to feed you spiritually, emotionally. Sometimes we get emotionally drained and spiritually drained and mentally drained. And, you know, God's wanting to recharge that battery, you know, just to, Let's just knock out everything else in the world right now. 
Okay, I'll, I'll take care of those things. Just spend some time with me right here. Let, let me speak into your heart. Let me speak into your soul. Let me speak faith in you. Okay, let me, let me speak this joy back into your life. Okay, because this is what God wants you to have. And, and you, you can have it. It's yours. It's yours. You can claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. Won't we stand here for a moment? It's just, um, if you would, just bow your heads, if you, if you don't mind. Close your eyes. Let's take this pause. Pause. Practice awareness until the Spirit emerges. I believe God's going to just move in this place here today. His Spirit is already here. He, he's wanting to bless. And, um, you know, I, I believe each and every one of us, maybe there's just somebody specifically, God is just wanting to bless your life. Okay, he's wanting to come into your life. He's just wanting to, to just to touch you and bless you and this, let you feel his wonderful presence today. Hey Amen. It's just, it's just a simple God. Maybe you want to raise a hand or maybe you just want to say it out loud to yourself is that, God, I want you in my life today. God, come into my heart today. God, reveal yourself to me in a special way today. God, I love you. I know you're real, God. I just want to experience you fresh and anew today. Amen. I don't want my heart, God, to reject you. I don't want my heart to burn. I don't want, I want to get rid of all this burning, Lord, but I want a relationship with you. I want life. Amen. I want life today. And you call out to your Savior. Call out to God. God's going to meet that need here today. Hallelujah. God, we thank you so much for the move of your spirit here today, God. God, thank you for blessing each and every one here today. God, thank you for pouring out your spirit on us today. God, we give you glory today. God, and come into our life. God, we want to recognize your presence today. God, we don't want you to pass by us, Lord, but Lord, we invite you in. God, we invite you into our lives and our spirit today. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. If it's appropriate, I want you to lay your hand on somebody today. Lay your hand on somebody next to you today and just pray with them. God, and just, just give God some thanks. God, thank you, Lord, for your presence here today. God, thank you for the move of your spirit on us today. God, thank you for enlightening us today. God, thank you for letting us be aware of your presence today. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you, Jesus. God, we give you glory today. God, we give you honor. We give you praise today. God, we thank you for your presence. God, thank you for your goodness today. God, thank you for bringing joy in our life today. today, God. 
God, we want your spirit to move in us today, Lord. God, we want to have fellowship with you today. move too quickly. Let's just enjoy the presence of the Lord. give him some thanks. God, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your presence, God. God, we're so thankful, Lord, we're in your house today. Thank you for your word, Lord. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us today. God, we bless your wonderful name.